In 2020, my life began to take on a whole new direction. I left my corporate life and followed an inner calling. With a mix of fear and excitement, I took a big step forward. And since then, I have been on an inner quest to discover the truth of who and what I am. I share all that I'm discovering on this path of awareness in the hope that my story helps illuminate yours. Join me as we traverse this messy but beautiful human experience. This is Life with Cat Walsh. Welcome back, everyone. It's your host, Cat Walsh. And boy, do I have a bizarre story to tell you guys today. Uh, the first thing I want to say is my heart is beating so fast right now. It is like I had to restart this two or three times because I am straight up nervous. And it's interesting because like, obviously I'm alone and recording this, but I think, you know, reflecting on just how, what a pivotal time in my life this is, all of the maybe fearful energy and, um, yeah, I, it's honestly, it's hard for me to pinpoint, but I want to talk about it a little bit because this little intro before I get into this bizarre story uh, that I'm going to be talking about, about the one time I was catfished by not one, not two, not three, but four different human beings that were in on it. Um, but before I get into that video, I want to talk a little bit about this process and uh, yeah, help bring some light around it because... You know, this past few weeks between my last episode, which was titled uh, The Secret Power of an STD, and this episode, it has felt so much like this massive uh, reclamation of my power. And to really, for once and for all, at least begin the process of clearing out the two areas of my life that have created the most shame and fear of rejection and humiliation and all of the feelings between these two topics. And so it's interesting, like I have, I can't even tell you why my soul decided like now's the time to clear, clear house of, yeah, just, just two things that I think have really, um, really just impacted me in a, in a, unfortunately like a very like negative way um until now until I can alchemize that right and turn it into uh a way to help bring healing for those that may have also gone through these experiences for those of you who have probably tuned into this video this video is about catfishing and as most of you know if you've ever been in this situation you know how confusing it is and how hard it is to process your emotions, especially if you feel like you're falling for someone that does not exist. And just the overall humiliation and all the stuff that goes with this. And so that's the first piece I wanted to just talk about, which is just um, right as I'm about to like release this final bit, just how much of that fear energy and the energy to want to like hide hide myself again is fucking real you guys it's very real right now and then the other thing I want to talk about is this next video um as I was watching it I was just kind of I, I recorded this now three months ago so three months ago I recorded this video and I was like one day I'm going to release this because the story is so bananas but um 
but yeah, like I've just been kind of like sitting on it. And so I finally just uh, watched it back. And oh my gosh, there was, first I was, I could feel all of this um, self-judgment coming up when I was watching it. The first thing around something as silly is like just how I look. Like I don't particularly love how I look in this video. I wish I did my hair. I don't like my makeup, blah, 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 whatever. Boring stuff. But again, like um, all these like energies that like try to block us, right? And so first there was that just like basic self-critical nature. But then there was something deeper. And in this video, I talk about how I was, you know, angry and how I would raise my voice uh, at this person and all of this different stuff. And, you know, when I told that, like what you're about to see, the, the video you're about to see, that was the truest expression of how I felt. You know, if, for, if those who have probably been listening to me, I've talked about this before, but when I'm retelling a story, I can almost put myself back into the energy of it. So like it almost, the energy that you feel from me is kind of what it felt like in the situation. Um, but then as I was watching it back, I felt myself like, I don't know, ashamed maybe of the of the anger that I was feeling, even though I know on a logical level, like who wouldn't be angry about this? But, you know, I think I'd, I'm always trying to be like, I'm, you know, try to be chill and zen and... Um, I didn't, it's like, I didn't want to show you guys that, that side of me, that I could get angry and that I could raise my voice. And, and I wanted to almost like in, in my, I could, I was watching the process of me wishing that somehow I didn't tell you guys that because I showed too much of myself. And of course that is what life with Cal Walsh is about, right? Is like the honest expression of, of all of us, right? The wholeness of our expression. And so um, the video next is the perfect, you know, real <laughs> truth of how I felt and what went down in this crazy, insane time in my life. So I want to give you all a little bit of this context. Again, I'm so sorry. For those of you who are just joining me, welcome to Life with Cat Walsh. This is a personal journal. Uh, style podcast, there's going to be ums and ahs and, you know, it's it's raw and unedited except for one part because I accidentally uh, mentioned a name that I didn't want to. Uh, but besides that, everything else is kind of in there. So I hope y'all enjoy. It is fun. This episode is fun. This insane story now. All right. And with that, I pass it over to myself. What's up, everyone? It's your host, Kat Walsh for a bizarre story to tell you guys. <laughs> Woo, I can't even actually believe that I have gotten to the place in my life where I can actually talk about this publicly. Although I don't think I'm gonna release it right away. It's October 19th, 2022. And uh, I might not release this for another year. I don't know, but I feel like it's time that I, I put a living record to the craziest 11 months of I think my entire life, to be honest. To put a log line to this, I was catfished by uh, not one, but four people in a, like a group. Like they were all part of this massive lie. <laughs> 
including somebody in person, including a person that I knew in person who was part of like uh, this grand illusion that I was a part of. And the, the, the thing that I want to say about this is um, the amount of pain and humiliation that this 11 months in my life caused me, um, the amount of shame, like straight up shame that I felt around this time, for me to be able to actually now come out and tell people this happened, I, I just want to like give myself a pat on the back for um, the healing that has taken place for me to talk about this. Bear with me on the story. Uh, for if you're new to me on trip on, I'm sorry, not trip on this. Trip on this is my other podcast. It's about psychedelics. If you're new to me with life with Cat Walsh, uh, I I don't edit anything. So if I lose my train of thought, if I say um, if there's long awkward pauses, I'm so sorry. But it's my way of not getting in my own way. And this is just like a pure creative experimental exercise that, that this podcast is. So uh, bear with me as I try to just recount this wild ass time in my life. All right. So you guys ready? Whew, I don't even know if I am. All right, let's do it. Let's do it. Okay. So to, okay. It's 2022. This happened in 2015, I believe. 2015. So life was just life. Okay. <laughs> like life was just life. I worked at a, um, uh, a, a TV development company in Santa Monica, California. I, I worked in this like awesome little area and I was just kind of like cruising, just, you know, whatever single. And at this point I was like really into writing on Facebook, like jokes and funny comments. And I loved, <laughs> let's call it the ego boost of like saying something funny and people being like, you're hilarious, you know, all that. And, uh, there was a few, a few friends of mine that also were just so funny on social media. And one of them ended up becoming a comedian. And so it was, it was quite literally more than just, uh, uh, telling jokes on the internet. But, um, so that friend, let me think what I'm going to call him. Let's call him Billy. Billy is my homie. And he'd always just like helped me out. We always had like these funny jokes. And uh, we always had just had really funny banter on Facebook, including his friend Mark, who I ended up meeting as well. And we all had like a really like fun time uh, uh, just like going out, you know, and nothing. These relationships were all very platonic. We're all just like homies and friends. And uh, they, Billy... I, I hope I keep getting that right because that's not his that's not his name. But Billy had another friend. I'm gonna call her Becky. Becky uh would also just like randomly comment on our threads. Like we would be going back and forth and all this stuff. And she too was really funny. She was really funny and kind of like this like darker sense of humor, but but it but it worked. And apparently they knew each other uh through the comedy route they'd met. Uh, I think once before at like a, a comedy thing and and then just like kind of stay connected over over Facebook and all this good stuff. So, okay, how does this happen? So this is going on for like months, right? We're all chatting and and whatnot. And then um, one, let's call it one Wednesday morning, I get a message from her and she said, hey, um, 
I forgot if she like already, I think it said like, you know how on Facebook it says like, you're single, right? And she's like, hey, I, I have someone who I think you would be absolutely perfect to meet. He is so handsome. He's smart. He's tall and good looking. Like she goes, it's insane to me. He's in tech. It's insane to me that he, um, you know, is still single. Like he had a crazy ex-girlfriend and, but he's single right now. And I feel like you guys would just absolutely hit it off. And I was like, oh, hell yeah. You know, she sends me some pictures and mind you, she sends me a fucking babe. Like, I was like, are you? Yes. Uh, The answer is yes. You can give him my number. Like, absolutely. And she's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I'd love to like, you know, pass this along and this and and uh, I was like, cool, yeah, like, thank you so much. He, he seems great. Hopefully we, we hit it off, right? So he ends up text messaging me that day. And, um, and, uh, and so we were having like a conversation and we end up getting on the phone either that night or the following night. And I, and I felt like really good about that. Like, oh, we're already like getting on the phone. That's cool. And I have to say like, the first tell that something was not correct here, not right, is that his, okay, I know you can't just like judge a voice by, by like a cover, I guess, but his voice did not match him. But like, I was just, but that's not, you know, at this point I'm like, I'm not thinking at all that, (laughs) that there's even a possibility that I'm, that I'm being set up in some way beyond just actually truly being like set up by like a nice guy because I had always had these like wonderfully funny cool interactions with this girl who's a friend of my friend and so I was like okay great you know and so um we're having these conversations and he's like oh yeah yeah yeah. I'm I'm in Denver right now I'm gonna even change the city I'm in Denver right now I'm like okay he's like for business I was like all right cool thinking like all right yeah great you're gonna be back uh, soon, but we never talked. I didn't want to look, I don't know. Like I was, I didn't want to look like, well, when are you coming back? Like I, I didn't want to have that vibe. You know, I just started talking to this guy and I, and I, here I thought I couldn't believe who I was talking to. Like I, the idea and mind you, I find out or he's told and she tells me, um, you know, he's like, he's like this good looking guy. I mean, I see his pictures. He's, he's six, three. He li- he's got a house in Malibu. He's, he's too good to be true guys. But, uh, at this point, like I just thought, Oh, miracles are possible. You know, like did this guy suddenly come in, come into my life, like out of the blue, like, you know, I've, I, I've had been calling in a partner and all this stuff. And so, um, sorry if this gets rambling. I just want to give you all of the color because it, it, what ensues is so crazy. All right. So then as things go on, he's, he's, I'm like, time is going on now and, and I'm not wanting to face. Okay. So now here's a little backstory because so many people, and if I looked at myself now, I'd be like, cow, why didn't you just FaceTime this person in a second? And then you would have known. All right. All I can say is it was a perfect storm of things at this point in 2015, I was, I hated FaceTime. Like it was the last thing that I wanted to do. And especially like the way that I envisioned in my fairy tale life, I wasn't meeting the love of my life 
over Zoom, okay? Like that was not how it was going down. Uh, now, post pandemic, who, who fucking knows? <laughs> I can meet my, my love anywhere. Um, but at this time I was like, no, no, no. I, like my friends would, it was like a running joke with all of us that one of my, one of my old girlfriends used to call me on, on FaceTime and I would just like text her back and be like, no, <laughs> I will not. I don't want to. And so, uh, so I never pressed it at all. Right. So about a week and a half of us now constantly text messaging, phone calls every night, I'm finally like, I'm like, okay, well, when you, are you coming back? Like when you, like, when are you coming back and this and that? And he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like next week, next week. Um, I think I, you know, it should be. And so I was like, oh, okay, cool, cool, cool. So I would like then pause and not one, of course, like, um, just keep it into this, this whole progression of we're learning so much about each other. And, and he's saying, uh, all the right things to me like every it's like as if he knew me and so here's the kicker as this relationship over the phone is developing and you know I've seen I see videos oh god mind you he's got we're Facebook friends now he has a full built out uh profile page with he's got this group of best friends and I see pictures of him and his ex-girlfriend, two ex-girlfriends. And meanwhile, he's got also like other women that are always like trying to hit him up. Um, and he's always showing me these other women that are like, Hey, what are we calling him? Hold on. Let me just see Jimmy. Hey Jimmy. It's so good to see you and blah, blah, blah. And then I would like look at their profiles. Right. And I was like, these are real ass people. This is this, this girl is, you know, doing her thing, like absolutely wants to, you know, is like trying to kick it with him. And so he would like show me all of these like real people that are like, Hey Jimmy, blah, blah, blah. Like to, to create this idea that like, look at all these people that know me. And like, he would say like, Oh yeah, we met at so-and-so. She's always like trying to get with me or whatever it is. And, (laughs) and so it was like, this this really huge web of of lie was was always being created and and so as well as like all of these like conversations back and forth with like all of these friends and people right and so um and so first in the beginning it's like all exciting it's all exciting and all this and but about a then there was always an excuse about why he couldn't come out. Something that like his whatever, like not, not with business and whatnot. Um, and so in the beginning I was like, what the fuck? Like what the fuck is going on here? And so I eventually, so I'm fixing my hair. I eventually, um, I, uh, meanwhile, like all this is going on. So I'm talking to a lot, like one, you know, just, oh shit. <laughs> Oh, well, maybe I'll bleep that part. <laughs> I'm talking to Becky a lot and, uh, and, uh, and, and just like chatting with her. But at this point, you know, it's been about a month in and I was like, like, what the fuck? Like, where is he? And blah, blah, blah. And she's like, no, no, no. I know this is like a thing. Like, this is also why like his exes had a problem because, you know, he does travel a lot. He's like gone a lot. He's like this big deal at this, like, uh, 
tech company and all of this different stuff. And, and I was like, okay, cool. Eventually I was like, well, I might as well just meet Becky. And so I was like, all right, all right. So I invite her to, I think I first invited her to the apartment and like she meets us and hangs out with my roommates and like we're having fun, we're having friends and like she's just there like having wine with us and chilling, blah, blah, blah. I invite this girl to my birthday. So now she's like at my birthday. She's like with all my other friends. My other friends are kind of like, mm, we're not sure about this girl because at this point it had been like two months into it and now it's getting like weird, okay? But at but like, guys, cognitive dissonance. I don't even know. I don't even know. I'm going to try and like break this down in a psychological way. But so every time I would, two things were happening, right? So on one hand, I would be telling her like my concerns about why he wasn't where he was at and what was going on and all of this stuff. And you know, explaining like all of the things that are close to me and all these truths and, and whatnot. And then when I would talk to him, it was as though he was, he would do it in a very, very highly intelligent way, but basically be dissuading all of my concerns without me having brought them up. So it seems like, oh, you're addressing all the things that um, are red flags to me not realizing that this girl was telling, what are we calling him? Jimmy was telling Jimmy everything that I was saying, all of my concerns, all the things I liked, all of, you know, what I'm looking for, all these things so that he could carefully curate the perfect image of what the ideal man was for me. She, she literally was in my fucking home at my birthday party, I welcomed this girl into my life. And what she was doing was quite literal for, for why. I mean, I don't know. Maybe she liked my, my friend who we used to banter with. Like I have, no, I, I, to this day, I have no idea. No idea. I have, there's nothing but kindness that I ever showed to this woman. So she's in my home feeding all everything that I say back to him so that he can then re-manipulate me back into all of this stuff. Now, at this point, uh, at first, all of my friends and family were cool and excited for me. And then midway through, as anyone would, people started to talk and all these rumors like, this doesn't seem right, you know, all of this different stuff. And you know, on the deepest level, I knew that was true. Of course I knew that was true. But I had now invested, let's say, you know, I mean, obviously this is, we're talking about 11 months, guys, 11. This is why it's it's one of the most humiliating, insane stories of my life because of the amount of, of insanity that ensued for this to even have taken place for this long. I'll get into some more intricacies. So while now people are starting to talk and whatever. I start to get defensive and, um, you know, like, I, I, it's almost, I couldn't take the idea that they could be right, that he wasn't true, that I've been wasting all of my time, that, mind you, at this point, we're, we're talking about intimate things. I sent photos to him. He did to me too, except obviously it wasn't him. I mean, like things like that where it's like, 
cat, girl, what in the hell? <sighs> so like all of this different stuff and, and my own ego couldn't stand the fact that they could be right. And as I, I basically began to like push people out of my life. And the more that I did that, the more people spoke and the more people talked. And it became so much drama around this, you know, basically fake relationship that I have, which the worst part was that it they were right, you know? But the, it was so, people were so fucking mean about it. It was like, these were friends of mine too. These were supposed to be friends of mine, like back in a, in a, another city that I used to live. And it's like, it, what they couldn't see was me losing my fucking shit to the guy. What are we calling him again? Fuck, I'm sorry. I'm trying to keep this right. Uh, Jimmy. When trying, I would say to Jimmy, I'm like, you are making this, like, you need to show up. You need to show up. This is, this looks insane. You are making me look crazy right now. Like, you need to get here and all of this stuff. Mind you, so a couple things would happen when things like this would come up, right? Okay. One of the things he would do, uh, I remember at one point I had a conference call so that it looked, so that it was more, so that it, just to show like how much more real and intricate this madness was. He would call me like on conference call with his other friend who I always saw on Facebook uh, with him, like commenting this and that. Suddenly I'm like talking to two guys and uh, and, and then like his other friend, there was like another female friend. I'm, I'm talking to like, I've literally talked to another girl in him, another guy in him, all of them in, in a complete and utter illusionary world of, of fake personalities and people dating all the way back, you guys to 2012. That means he had this profile for three like three and a half years before I even met him. So I'm looking back at years of conversations, years of, of pictures and videos. Um, but the thing he did with the videos is that he created, uh, uh, he put like music and stuff over it. And sometimes you can hear like a voice in the background a little bit. So it's like, I couldn't compare them. And so, um, and so all of this is going, is going on, you know, like I'm seeing, Never in my wildest dreams am I thinking, okay, not only is this happening, actually happening to me. <laughs> I mean, it, it was definitely seeping in. Don't, don't get me wrong. But it was like, wait, wait, wait. This person not only is doing this to me, but like he's had an, an entire fake life for, th for over three years. And not only him, but there's now four human beings. I've talked to four human beings that are all part of this intricate web of lies, of a complete, complete fabrication of, of, of who they are. This is, this is not them at all. And I'll get to, I won't, I'll jump, I, I'll, I won't jump ahead, but like, this is no, no one who I, who they were saying they were, but they would literally be like, oh my God, so-and-so, do you remember when you like had too many jello shots that one party would be carrying it out? She'd be like, oh my God, Jimmy, like don't tell Kat that, like Jesus Christ, like shit like that, you guys. I, I, whoo, sorry, my, <laughs> are, you, are you guys on the edge of your seat? Cause of this banana town that um, I experienced in my life. Okay, what else happened? Um, 
Oh yeah. So there was also like an uh, like an ex that he would always fucking talk shit on like so hard, and that should have been like red flag number one. But I was twenty eight, and I was not mature at this time. I thought I was probably at the time, but like not. I'm not like even a, the in the same universe of person as I am now. But um, she he would always just be like, oh, she's like this and like that and all this stuff. And uh, what was interesting is like he didn't have any pictures with her, but. Um, but then I remember I looked at her, her, uh, her Facebook and I think her Instagram and like, there were like, he was tagged in things of like inside jokes, like inside jokes that they had together and all of this stuff. And I was like, okay, like, cool, I guess. Meanwhile, remember like he's getting, um, he's having like conversations kind of like how I was basically he pretended to be one person to someone and like was doing it with like other women this other this other woman I was mentioning who had like she's like a big person out there too like she's like a pretty big following on social media and she just was always like hitting on him like really hard and he would he would just like delight in the fact that he would like show me because it legitimized the fact that he that they knew each other that's like what it looked like is that they these two know each other and so uh and the same thing with this other girl. I was like, no, this other girl is like, seems seems to, you know, this is the ex-girlfriend. Okay. Um, what else happened? Yeah. So anyway, so, th- th- so there's like this, this, there's multiple people, including now what I consider a friend of mine in my house, telling me like when I'm l- literally losing it and crying, getting angry and being like, what the fuck is going on with this person that you int- like, uh, um, you know, set me up with basically and, and all this stuff. And she would just, just manipulation lies, all this different stuff. Um, a lot of you are like, why didn't you FaceTime at this time? You guys, I don't know. I don't know. I, I think at the time, because it was always like, okay, this is the best way to describe it because he was always coming in, you know, right? Like he's always going to be there, uh, in a week or two weeks because then so much time had passed, I didn't want to just be like, want, want, okay, fine, let's FaceTime now. Because he never told me the truth, <laughs> even if the truth like was like, I'm going to be gone for a period of time right now. Um, so then I'd be like, oh yeah, totally, let's FaceTime. It was always like a dangling carrot of like, oh, it's coming up. So because it was coming up, um, I, I then didn't want to like I wanted somehow this to be this fairy tale, like, oh my God, after all this, all those people are wrong. Let's show them right in on your fucking horse. You know, like just yeah. It was estranging. It was making me is estranging the right word? Um, if I hope so. I was becoming estranged from all of my friends, my family. My my family was getting really concerned, but trying to do their best and and um supporting me and, and the, the hardest part about this was I was falling in love with uh, an, an illusion because we would spend so many hours talking and sharing stories and because because he had another person, Becky, telling him all of my dreams and hopes and what I was into and my style and my hobbies and like all the things I was having regurgitated back the fantasy of what I wanted because she was just telling him everything that I wanted to hear that was perfect for me to hear. So I was just in this craziness 
And then again, this group of people out, I'm, I'm becoming almost like, it felt like I was becoming like a feral animal because I, I was becoming like made fun of and humiliated by people that were supposed to be my friend. Like, oh, where's your fake boyfriend? Like all this stuff. And, and I'm like, why the fuck do you care? This has nothing to do with you. Like, mind your own business. Like, why are you coming at me? Like, you, what are you talking about? You know, like you can talk all you want to yourself, but like, why are you like publicly, like on social media, like calling, like I'm, you're supposed to be a friend of mine. Like, I don't understand what's happening here. And so because I was being now suddenly attacked by me being like, you would think I should get a hug for this. Like poor girl is in a delusional relationship right now, but instead of being hugged, I was being attacked for it. And so the attack was making me even more like, it's like, because I was being attacked, the idea of having wasted all of that time became almost, that was the worst part. You know, like I, I, I couldn't, and it was like, I was so invested at this point. Like I was so invested in this weird ass experience that I was in. And um, long story short now, we get to the, like, oh, okay. And this, the final thing is anytime we'd get into, we got into some massive fights. Cause I'm like, I, I am sitting here trying to defend you and you are, this is insane now. And like all of this different stuff, but you know, he caught me at a time where I thought I had found the love of my life. Here he was, he was perfect in every way, except he wasn't in front of me. You know, like he's how he looks and how he seems to know everything about me and, and how he talks to me and, and, uh, just all, all of this stuff. And like, he was so all about me and it was just, uh, illuminating all of this shadow element within myself that, um, I thought I had found it. And because I was so desperate for it to be true, I li I missed every sign. I mean, I, I literally like was just, I wouldn't even say I was blinded to it because it was almost like a disbelief. And so we'd confront each other. And when I, we would get into big fights, apparently he had like stuff going on with his health. He would start to like cough and wheeze like uncontrollably while, while I got mad. And basically by me raising my voice at him and like getting pissed and all this stuff that his heart basically was like, he would get into these panic attacks. And I think he actually did get into panic attacks uh, because he's obviously in such a delusion as well that like, I think he really thought in some ways that, um, you know, that he loved me, that, that his, what he was saying was correct. Like he was, this was very pathological, you know, even though obviously in the higher level, he understood that this isn't true and he needs to protect the fact that this isn't true. But like, he was so immersed in this lie for so many years that I don't, he like, I don't think, he, I think he had a, a trouble like separating from reality as well. And so, um, so then he would like start like, almost where he couldn't breathe, like hyperventilating, and then would hang up in this, and then would go completely offline and silent. And he would tell me that he had to go to the ER and the emergency room, all of this stuff. And I'm like, and then I would get, then I would get, um, then I would feel bad, you know, like somehow it was turned around where I would suddenly like, like, 
feel like guilty and bad that I put this man at a hospital for, for being angry. And he would manipulate me that way. Like that when I basically showed any upset or anger, um, that, that like it would put him in the hospital. You guys, I was so mind fucked. I can't even get over it. I can't, I'm, I am a smart, (laughs) sharp, street smart woman. That's the craziest fucking shit about this, but I'll, I'll get into that in a little bit. Um, at least I was, at least I thought I was until like this moment. I was like, okay, cat, I guess not, girl. I guess when you want something so bad, you can literally let this kind of thing happen. Anyway, um, uh, okay, so to add a little bit more drama before it all ends. So he would say the company of the big company that he worked at, I finally, I finally, uh, you know, I tell my parents, like, this is where he works and all this stuff. Finally, my dad calls one of his best friends who just so happens to be, like, the CEO of this company. Okay, and when I say it's a big tech company, I mean, uh, or, like, oh, sorry, sorry. He wasn't. I mean, that would be cool if he was. His friend knew the CEO of this massive tech company, okay? Like, this is one of, like, think Big Ten, all right? The Big Ten tech companies, and he's like, do you know this name? He goes to the company, whole directory goes in. This is at the very end now. And they're like, there's no one with that name. There's no one with that name that works here. And I'm like, what? And now everything starts to <laughs> unravel. This is now like 11 months or 10 months maybe. I think it's more like 10 months, but about 10 months in, everything starts to implode and... I then, one of my girlfriends, ends up meeting another random girl through, through I don't know this other girl, through like a, a work thing that they were in together. And uh, she starts kind of explaining the situation to this girl without mentioning names or whatnot. But she's like, I'm kind of concerned about my friend and this guy that she's supposedly with, but he hasn't shown up and it's really sketchy. There, There's this girl, you know, like explains the whole situation. The girl has her mouth like wide open, jaw drops, says the guy's name, she says Jimmy's name. And my girlfriend was like, uh, yes, same person. This girl goes on to tell her that this same guy uh, did this exact same thing to her friend for three years, you guys. Three years. I thought 10, 11 months was uh, the most humiliating, crazy shit of my life. But that's how good this network of sh- I don't even know what to call them. This network of shadow. Uh, was where I'm somebody who I think is pretty, pretty on top of things, uh, I think, for the most part, you know, until this moment. And she went through this for three years to the point where, like, even his quote-unquote sister, like, came and met this other girl, and uh, they went through a ton of different things. The ex-girlfriend who used to always talk shit about who was real but real like me, never met him, uh, ended up hiring a, a investigator, a private investigator, found out this guy is not at all who he said he was. Uh, I'm not even gonna go into, I won't even describe him. I'm not gonna go into that whole thing. But basically the 
the best friend of the, the girl was his sister in real life. Okay, so now let's fast forward. Apparently, the Jimmy, his name is, like, whatever his name is, um, is obviously not who he says he is. He's not where he is. This guy, he's found, and uh, and they serve him some kind of, like, a, you cannot talk to her anymore. You cannot whatever. Um, yeah, the the girlfriend, the friend that was a girl that was like, oh, you know, like, Jimmy, don't don't talk about the jello shots, that one. Uh, his actual sister. So his actual sister was in on catfishing women. They would do it together. And, like, this one weird friend of theirs that would literally, the three of them, just created this uh, elaborate lie like they were living in an entirely other universe and you know even when I say weird there's a level of compassion that's coming up for me right now um there's a lot of compassion that's coming up for me right now and and I want to not alienate that person because the truth is I'm okay I'm all right but I think I'm a beautiful woman and I've dated wonderful people since then in real life we've made out (laughs) and um and uh, life went on and, and life's been beautiful, but I I think about the elaborate delusion of this group of people because their real life was so inadequate for themselves that they had to create this a complete, yeah, just a complete illusion to um, to be okay in the world, you know? And... It's like, I guess I was the closest thing and she was the closest thing to, to maybe in his mind, like dating someone that looked like me and, and, and or whatever my vibe, like, and in order to be, to even have the idea of what it would be like to be with, I guess, like a woman that he doesn't deem that he could be with otherwise, um, I had to go through this whole thing. And, you know, I think about the sister too. And, and I, I've always like wondered, like, have they used my pictures to do it to someone else? And it it's curious to me. Like I, I've, I've had these, like, I used to like have these weird visions that, um, that basically like someone comes up to me and is like something like, you know, like Mary. And I'm like, no, my name's Kat. And, and they're like, no. And, and that basically like all of, um, what I had sent to him was shared with the sister and that she was doing it with someone like someone else. And, you know, it's possible. You know, it's possible. So if you ever see this uh, and and uh, you're dating a fake version of me, please reach out uh, because I'd, I'd love to I'd love to tell you that I'm not, but I'm sure we'd be homies. So uh, is there anything else to share about this? No, I oh, I tried I, at, at the end. Like I tried to like I would get on FaceTime right now. Like I was so <laughs> I was beyond myself. Oh, 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 my God. So sorry. So sorry. I know this is long, but. My girlfriend then finds this out, the one that told me about all of of this, of the craziness, the truth of what happened. She goes over to see Becky and tries to fight her, literally, <sighs> and talk about a ride or die, right? Without ever telling me. She doesn't go over, but she literally goes over to like beat up this girl, Becky, for what she has done to me. Uh, and like this whole lie and Becky tried to say like I didn't know that's not true like uh, that's not and like basically has denied it to this day to this day has never said like uh, she's like whatever you can think whatever you want to think I'm like a girl okay <laughs> like okay and like that's it she's like cut on my life my other friend who ended up introducing us I told him the story and he's like I am so sorry like 
I, I don't even know what to say. I was like, it has nothing to do with you. Like, don't, don't feel bad. You know, there's nothing. So anyway, we all just like had ended up cutting her out of, uh, of out of our life. And, um, wow, it was wild. Cause I wasn't looking for it. I wasn't online. I wasn't online dating. I was, it just literally like, I just thought, uh, I just thought, Ooh, this, this popped in somebody who, who wants to set me up. How cool is that? And, uh, what did I learn from this? I mean, I learned a lot. I think that one of the big takeaways, though, that I want to state about this is that, you know, when I was in my 20s, I'm 36 right now. When I was in my 20s, I I would, um, I always wanted to be the perfect partner for my uh, significant other. I always wanted to be this, uh, any everything that they wanted me to be, you know, and like and and like cool and you know like not too I wasn't controlling or anything like that I wanted to be like the cool girl you know like opposite of that so that so that and I always said like if you want to cheat on me I'm not going to be the one like who you talking to on your phone like if that happens then then like there's not going to you're going to have free reign until uh that happens and then I'm just going to walk away you know like I'm not going to like worry myself over what you might do if you do that, the biggest loss is going to be me lo- walking out of your life, basically. And so, I, and I still uh, maintain that. But but anyway, it was more than that. It was like I wanted to mold myself to please my partner. And, um, and I did that a lot in this relationship with Jimmy because he was so, so controlling. And he would alienate me more and more from my own friends because they were obviously the truth tellers. You know, they were the ones telling me, my real friends, not the ones that were like attacking me from, from another uh, town I used to live in. And, um, and then he was trying to like isolate me from anyone who could basically like talk badly about him and, um, and would always like want to see what I'm wearing. And he would always like put down any kind of drinking or partying or like any, any kind of like fun or self-expression being sexy like as unless it was for him like he super controlling wanted me to be he wanted me to just stay in the house basically and talk to him all day like if if that if he could and um and so um when this all went down in a way it like I broke the shackles off of myself and I said never again will I allow someone to never again will I allow myself to just become whoever my partner wants me to be. I'm, I, in my nature, I'm playful and flirty and I like to have fun and I like to dance and I like psychedelics and I like, and I'm, and I like sex and I'm, and I'm, and I like to dress sexy, you know, like I'm all of that. And, and, and I would, I, in my 20s, would want to um, minimize that because I thought, oh, is this what a wife looks like in quotes, blah, blah, blah. So lame. But true. You know, that's just how I felt. Like I wanted to be wife material. And in my mind, um, being the truth of who I am wasn't that because I, because of my, like just my self-expression and like wanting to wear sexy clothes and this and that because I'd been told by jealous house boyfriends that that's not who they want in a wife basically. So therefore I thought that is what um, I have to be like prim and proper in order for for me to attract in my mate. And 
after this, I just like released all the the shackles off myself. I said, you know what? I'm going to be myself. And I just went completely the opposite way. I just, I ended up discovering, uh, I took MDMA and went to a rave actually for my first time at 30. I was for my 30th birthday and that changed my life. I was like, I have never felt so much fun and joy and awe in my entire life. And my musical journey began, my dance, my, my outfits totally changed back into like what I like to wear and, and, and just really allowing myself to be me and being like the, the person who is meant for me is going to hold all of me. Like I'm going to be exactly who my partner in life is looking for and vice versa. It's not going to be about changing me. It's going to be, there you are, <laughs> not uh, there you are ish. But like, as long as you do X, Y, and Z, that's so conditional. That's the epitome of conditional love. And that's all I ever knew in my twenties. And so in a lot of ways, it set me on this, like a path towards unconditional love. And that's been an ongoing journey, obviously. And, uh, and I just learned a lot about my own like ego and, 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 you know, I don't think anybody likes humiliation, but I really don't like humiliation. And um, so for me to actually literally be able to tell you this story, I am so uh, proud of myself, actually. I'm just so proud that I'm able to, whew, like, allow, allow, um, allow this like truthful thing to happen without shaming myself and without being humiliated and, and not worrying too much about like what you guys think. Like you could think whatever you want about me. Like I'm, I'm and it's, it's from the outside. Like I get it. I get it. Like how, how could this have happened? And I still look back and be like, I have no idea. But I think, you know, for those that have been in, in psychologically abusive relationships um, and manipulative relationships, whether in person or not, there's, it's highlighting such such uh, a, a blind spot and a shadow within ourselves that whether it's unworthiness or, or a feeling we can never get better or that that it can somehow change or I don't know. It was a lot around um, self love and I remember <laughs> finally just this last bit. I remember I don't online date um, at least right now because I just yeah I'm busy I'm doing my thing and I think I'm going to meet my my partner organically at this point but. Um, or online, <laughs> not that way, but, but like, you know, whether it's like through like Zooms or whatnot, but, um, what was I going to say about that? Uh, dang, sorry. I lost my train of thought. Oh, that's probably because I probably have nothing else to say, but anyway, yeah, I figured I'd, I'd share this story with you all. And, uh, if you've ever been in a situation like this, I would love to hear from you and love to hear your own story and also just, shine a light and say there's no shame around this kind of thing it's embarrassing <laughs> totally I get it but at the end of the day like it's just because we want to believe that something is true and and when you, it's hard when you get invested and yeah so I hope you enjoyed this <laughs> leave a comment and uh I'll be back with some other just like other random content I'm sure nothing is going to be this juicy but who knows <laughs> Hopefully it's not juicy like this because like this is a once in a lifetime experience. Uh, once is good. Thanks a lot. <laughs>